Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Expected that we will be opening with something like that today on Oilers now after the Capitals knock off the Vegas Golden Knights in game two of the Stanley Cup final. Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers now. Bob Stoffer in the air as he travels to Buffalo for the NHL Combine. We'll hear from Bob very shortly on the program. We will also hear from Louis DeBrusque, NHL hockey on Rogers, and Mike Moriel from NHL.com. He is uh, the draft guru for NHL.com. He has been at the Combine all week interviewing players, and we'll talk to him about some of the options for the Oilers at pick 10 later on in the program. Of course, as always, Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. The service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, digitexsupplies.ca. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have Nazareth, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Text us, 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. At Bob underscore Stoffer At Brandon Ulrich. Dustin Kaufman helping out today. Dustin. Give us that uh, Twitter handle once again. At Dustin Kaufman with the letter zero. No, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. I know I broke the news to you uh, (laughs) pretty late that you would be helping out on the show today, so uh, thanks for stepping in. We we appreciate it. No problem. And I think you'll be helping out tomorrow as well if you can. Fingers crossed. (laughs) He nodded everyone, so Dustin will be helping out uh, tomorrow as well. All right. Lots to get to on the program. We mentioned the combine. At 135, by the way, we will have some time for some interaction. I'm going to tell you uh, my three hopefuls for the Edmonton Oilers at pick 10. I'm talking about realistic hopefuls here, so don't say Dahlin or Svechnikov. We're talking about guys in the 7 to 12 range that you think could be there for the Oilers uh, at number 10. So you can give us your top three. I'll get to mine here uh, very shortly on the show. About last night, though. We need to uh, get to NHL Today here off the hop. It is for the promotional marketing. NHL Today 
Elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. The Capitals hanging on last night. The Vegas Golden Knights getting a fortunate bounce bounce off the uh, the stanchion. It comes out in front, and then this happened. And a pucked up Dan Holpe watching a bad bounce out of the corner, and a shot, and a save made by Braden Holpe. Oh, my! As Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner, and Washington by a whisker. Still on top with 159 to go. My goodness, Braden Holpe. One of the best saves I've ever seen, of course, uh, on this stage, it's incredible to see an athlete step up and do something like that. I mean, Ovechkin after the game was speechless. Sort of reminiscent of uh, Curtis Joseph, by the way, back in 1998 against the Avalanche when he uh, got the paddle down, of course. Uh, he sort of uh, fell behind the net, had to uh, scramble out in front, and uh, was sort of sliding across where he had to dive back and reach out with the paddle. Holtby... This one bounces out in front. He had to dive out with the paddle, so somewhat similar. It reminded me of that, but what a moment. I mean, what else can you say? It's just truly incredible to see uh, athletes step up on the biggest stage, and that's what Holpe did last night for the Capitals. And now the series is 1-1 heading back to Washington. Uh, Kuznetsov, another big story out of the game last night. Of course, he was hurt in the game, uh, hit by a Brayden McNabb. Uh, a little high, getting the elbow in the face. Didn't like the hit. I know uh, Mark Spector and Bob Stoffer went back and forth on Twitter about it last night. Uh, we may get to Bob's comments on that. We'll also hear uh, Louis DeBrusque, his comments on Brayden McNabb and uh, the way he uh, goes out there. Does he target star players? You can text us 630-630 if you think he does. I mean, it's an unfortunate incident there for the Capitals because it wasn't even the elbow to the face that injured Kuznetsov. It looked like his wrist, hand. So we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, the next game not until Saturday, so two days off in between games. Perhaps that's good news for Kuznetsov and the Capitals after the game last night. Barry Trotz not saying a whole lot in terms of the injury and uh, what it means for the Capitals heading into uh, Game 3. That is NHL Today, brought to you by our friends at Leap, at, uh, Leap Promotional Marketing. We can mention, by the way, the Dallas Stars have officially hired former Oilers coach Todd Nelson as an assistant coach on Jim Montgomery's staff. So that's the news of the, the day around the NHL. Uh, you know, the Combine brings everyone together. Lots of uh, people out there this week already. And uh, more people gathering in Buffalo. Bob Stoffer on route there right now. But uh, Oilers GM Peter Shrelly and uh, the Oilers Brass have been there all week interviewing some of the players. We may have Keith Gretzky on the show tomorrow, Oilers assistant GM, to talk about the uh, the combine and the interview process. But uh, Shrelly caught up with Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com and had some interesting comments yesterday. One being that the Oilers are likely not going to do anything significant this offseason, generally speaking. That's a quote from Shirelli to Mike Zeisberger. And uh, this is sort of what I've been preaching on the show for the last uh, few weeks when I had the chance to host for Bob Stoffer when he was in Disneyland. I mean, the Oilers are in cap trouble here. I know the salary cap may go up. We'll talk to Elliot about that tomorrow. But still, they can't go big game hunting in free agency. If you want to make a move, it's likely trading someone like Clefbaum or the 10th overall pick. And it sounds like right now the Oilers want to keep that pick. And I'm all for the Oilers stepping up and making that selection in Dallas in, uh, well, I guess it's not June yet, but at the end of June when the draft uh, is here. So 
That's where we're at with the Oilers. It sounds like they want to keep the pick now. And there was some talk earlier in the offseason that maybe they would dangle the pick for immediate help. But Shrelly's saying they may even look at moving up in the draft. And to me, if they move up, that would be to grab one of the defensemen that they like. And uh, I've talked a lot about uh, Bouchard on this show. That would be my ideal guy for the Oilers. The only problem is he'll likely go anywhere from 5 to, to 8. If he's there for the Oilers, I think they take him, but he may be gone. Boquist, another guy that I think the Oilers would have interest in, but he could be gone as well by pick 10. So maybe that's why Shirelli's saying he would look at moving up and, uh, you know, some teams are in different uh, situations than the Oilers that uh, would likely maybe want to add a forward, maybe a center, whereas the Oilers maybe would like to add a D. So here's my ideal top three. Bob Stoffer, by the way, put out his top 12. We'll run down that list here quickly before we bring Bob on. My three hopefuls, though, is Bouchard at number one if he's there? This is realistically thinking here. I don't know if he will be there, but if he is there, I think the others would take him. Number two is Wallstrom. I like Poliarvi. I like Yamamoto on the wings for the Oilers. But man, this guy shoots the puck a lot better than both of those guys. NHL ready shot already. Could be the perfect fit with McDavid. Our dry settle, he has good size as well. So he is uh, my number two hopeful, but once again, he could be gone as well prior to the Oilers' pick. My number three hopeful is Boquist. He's a good skater. He's smooth. Silky smooth. Good in the offensive zone. Right shot. Decent size. Needs to fill out a bit more. But uh, if either of those three are available for the Oilers, I think uh, they'll be in good shape uh, on the draft floor. I'm not as big on Ty Smith as these three guys, although if all the D-men go and the Oilers want a D, Ty Smith may make sense after that. You could also maybe look at moving down a pick or two if you really wanted Ty Smith. I don't know if he goes in the top 10. Don't know if he goes in the top 12. To me, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know everyone says, oh, you have a consensus top 10 here. I don't know. Someone is going to fall out of the top 10. Someone is going to jump into the top 10 that we did not expect. And perhaps it's a team that wants a center, so maybe it's Hayton or Valeno that goes uh, in the top 10 if a team is desperate for a center. Here is uh, Bob Stoffer's top 12 ahead of the combine. He has uh, Dalvin, Shvechnikov, Zadina, Dobson at number 4, Kachuk at number 5, Hughes at number 6, Boquist at 7, Kokinayemi at 8, Wallstrom at 9, Bouchard at 10. So Bob saying maybe the Oilers would be able to get uh, Bouchard at 10. That is his list, though, not uh, a mock draft or anything like that. Then he has Smith and uh, Hayton after that. So that's uh, the stop for 12 ahead of uh, the NHL combine. More on that as we move along Oilers now. It's 12.15. You can text us 6.30, We have uh, Louis DeBrusque at 12.35, our regular Thursday contributor. But when we come back, we will be joined uh, by the regular host of this program, Bob Stoffer. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place, ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.
Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you. It's 12-18 in Edmonton. I was talking about the, the Holtby save off the top of the show and how it reminded me a bit of uh, Cujo against the Avs in 1998 Game 7 when he uh, robbed, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Cornet with the, uh, with the uh, paddle there? And uh, Texter says... Were you thinking of uh, Joseph's spectacular 97 save against Dallas? Very similar, but actually a glove save. No, I was actually talking about the 98 save against uh, the Avs. It's incredible. With the paddle, of course, he sort of fell behind the net. Or he actually collided with a teammate behind the net. Then he had to skate out in front, was uh, scrambling, slid across the crease, was out of position, had to reach back with the paddle to make the save. So it was somewhat reminiscent of uh, what we saw from Holtby last night. All right, the regular host of this program is Bob Stauffer. He's off to the Combine in Buffalo. I had the chance to uh, catch up with Bob prior to the show and uh, just talk about uh, Holtby's save last night. Well, Washington goes on to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, People are going to look back at that as, you know, uh, getting the victory, uh, getting the split on the road in Vegas. Uh, You know the saying, right? Goaltending is 70% of hockey, unless you don't have it, and then it's 100% of hockey. So right now, um, right now it's one of those situations where they got her done, and that's what they needed to do. And now they go back home. I actually thought Vegas played better last than they did in game one of the series, uh, but they weren't rewarded. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, the Capitals may be a little more calm and composed at home, so we'll see uh, if they uh, bring some momentum back to the Verizon Center. Lots of uh, Oilers stuff to talk about here, Bob. Uh, we'll get to uh, a tweet you put out about uh, your top 12 ahead of the Combine. Uh, wait, wait a sec. We're not going to talk about Braden McNabb targeting another <laughs> Well, we can, yeah. If you, we'll, we'll fit it in, then. Let's get right to that, because I know you and Spec had a bit of a heated uh, exchange. On, not heated, but a bit of a differing view on the uh, the hit last night by McNabb that, of course, uh, knocked Kuznetsov out of the game. You know what? When Craig Muni used to low-bridge guys, when Jeff Bukaboom and Steve Smith pounded guys high, uh, they knew there was going to be a retribution for that, and that was part of the game back then. And what's happened is we've been so worried about playing in a PC world and, uh, you know, the elimination of sort of fourth-line uh, enforcers and that sort of thing, the instigator rule coming into effect. And now we've gone so far the other way that the players that do play right on the edge uh, basically have zero accountability. And so a guy like McNabb, who 25 years ago would have had to have fought, he consistently, and if you watch what he does, he doesn't waste his time on the third or fourth liners. He goes after the opposition's best players. And where I come from, you go after the opposition's best players you got to get drilled back, and if uh, and if the rules of the game do not allow for retribution in that regard, then the opposition team is forced to target your best players. And I know people sit there and say, "Well, Tom Wilson, you know, look what he did to Marsha Show." But the fact of the matter is, Tom Wilson hits everybody. Brad McNabb, you watch him; he targets opposition's top players. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it sucks for the Capitals if he's out a two-day break. Uh, we'll that's a huge loss. That's a huge loss, right? It's a huge loss. Yeah. Well, Sven Backstrom, I think, is still playing banged up a little bit. Of course, his uh, you know his hand is definitely not one hundred percent. So we'll see what happens moving forward if he can go uh, on Saturday or not. All right, uh, to the Oilers here, Bob. Your top twelve is out there on Twitter. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but. 
Uh, Mike Zeisberger interviewed Peter Shrelly at the Combine yesterday. Yeah. And I know a tweet you had uh, when you were uh, wrapping up vacation from Disneyland was the less is more approach for the Oilers. And uh, Peter Shrelly somewhat echoing uh, that statement in that interview saying, we're not going to do anything significant, generally speaking. That was sort of a, a catchy headline right out, right out the gate in an interview. So it looks like uh, that's going to be the approach moving forward from the Oilers. Well, yeah, it's one of those situations where, you know, the finances just dictate that, right? I mean, you take a look at uh, Connor, Connor McDavid's contract kicking in. Um, you know, uh, the order is signing over the course of a couple of years and back to you back years. Andre Sekera, Milan Lucic, uh, obviously the extension for uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract. There's limitations there. So unless something falls in Edmonton's lap, um, you know, I, I think the, the prudent way for the orders moving forward, uh, they've, they've, there's no cap on uh, R&D. So they uh, spent some money changing out the coaches. And my assumption would be probably spent a little bit more money on the coaches to upgrade the coaching staff. They spent some money on a backup goalie who will hopefully ease the workload for Cam Talbot, uh, a guy that should have a, a higher ceiling than maybe what they've had there in the past. And so, you know, you improve your goaltending. Your coaches help improve your special teams a bit. Uh, you need your defense to get healthier. And uh, this was a defense a couple of years ago that got the Oilers 47 wins and 103 points. And uh, their top three D-men last year, both or last season, all three of those guys missed significant time. By the end of the year, Darnell Nurse worked his way into the top four. And I think the likelihood is that he'll be getting a bridge deal. Uh, and then the wild card in this, though, is going to be whether or not the cap comes in at you know, 71, or sorry, 79, or if it comes in at 82 million. If it comes in at 82 million, maybe we're having a little bit different conversation in terms of when the Oilers' engagement would take place in free agency. But my expectation is that the cap will probably come right down around 80, and I think the Oilers are going to be buying the way Nashville used to buy, which was Seattle first day, Seattle second day, and then sit there and look. Uh, they need, a, by my count, a 12th, 13th, and 14th forward. They need, by my count, a seventh defenseman because I'm not counting drive up. And, you know, he's finished here in the AHL. And so there's four spots there. That's assuming that they uh, qualify Strom at $3 million. Uh, they bridge both Nurse and Kajula and Benny. Uh, they bridge all three of those guys. And, and so it, that doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room. So I'm not surprised by what Peter Sorelli uh, said to Mike Zeisberger because I think logic dictated that if you looked at it. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Well, if the Oilers were to make a splash, Bob, it would likely involve the 10th overall pick. And uh, there was some chatter earlier on uh, at the end of the season that maybe uh, they would move the pick, but it seems like the narrative has, has changed uh, right now as we get closer to the draft. And it seems like the Oilers want to step up to the podium and uh, make that pick. Or maybe they want to trade up, even as uh, Shirelli sort of talked about a little bit uh, in that interview as well. So I guess why has that uh, narrative changed that all of a sudden the Oilers are really not considering moving the pick? I think it's a top 10 pick. Like, you're going to get a pretty good player there. So I'd keep the pick. Uh, you know, if the team's in a position, you know, what would Winnipeg do in that situation? Well, they'd make the pick. And then, you know, the Jets got in a position where they're a top five or six team in the league at the deadline this year. And then they moved the first rounder at that time. And next year... If Edmonton can bounce back and be a, which is, there, and there's no guarantee of this, but if the Oilers are a 45 win, 100 point team and a, a top eight team, well, maybe you're looking at trading your 2019 number one. Uh, for a player that's got some term left, may I add, uh, not necessarily a guy that's a, a pending UFA. So 
We'll see. Uh, but if it's me, I'm making the pick. I think that the Oilers will get themselves a good player. I put out that top 12 today. I'd be comfortable with any one of those guys at 10. And uh, emphasis on hockey sense, because if a player has hockey sense and he can skate, usually he can figure it out. Well, from 7 to 10, Bob, you have Boquist at 7, Kakaniemi at uh, 8, uh, Wallstrom at 9, and uh, Bouchard at 10. Bouchard's the guy I want uh, if I'm the Oilers. I don't know if he'll be there or not, but uh, I would agree with you. Any of those four uh, seemed to uh, fit the bill for the Oilers at 10. Yeah, I'd be, you know what, I, I, I don't mind Smith either, uh, and even Height. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, obviously, Darlene's going to be gone. Um the three forwards, Fetchnikov, Zadina, Kachuk. Uh, I hear T- Kachuk sliding a little bit. I think Dobson. I mean, you take a look. Uh, Ottawa's had a lot of success drafting players out of Quebec League. And uh, Dobson had a wonderful uh, Memorial Cup run, so maybe he's in the four hole right now. Uh, Kachuk, five, he's going to be gone. Uh, Hughes is not going to be there at 10 when Edmonton picks. Uh, you know, his champ- world championship performance illustrated. He might play in the NHL next year. I can't see Detroit passing on Quinn Hughes. So, there's your top six. Uh, Boquist, I think there's some debate in hockey circles, you know, what about the defensive end of things, but certainly the way the game's being played now, I think there's a lot of people that have time for a skilled offensive right-shot defenseman. Uh, Kanami uh, is moved up after a strong U18 performance. Bigger guy's going to need some time in Finland. No immediate uh, help on that front. Like, I don't think we're talking about a guy that would be in the NHL uh, next year or even potentially the year after. I do think Bouchard will be in the NHL at the start of the uh, 2019-20 season, and I don't think it's settled around the possibility that Ty Smith would be there at 2019-20, or for that matter, Oliver Wallstrom. So, uh, and that, I guess, leaves us with Barrett Heighton, who played on a terrific uh, Sault Ste. Marie team. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of people saw him kind of as a third-line center type, you know, maybe a middle six forward. But the skill that he exhibited uh, during the OHL final illustrated to me that he's got a higher upside. So that's why I got those guys in the top 12. And there's one omission that's uh, probably going to rankle some people out there, but I'm not a Joe Valeno guy. That's just it's just me. I'm not a Valeno guy. Uh, he can skate. But back to hockey sense, right? That's the question there for me. That's Bob Stoffer as he uh, gets set for the NHL Combine in uh, Buffalo. Tomorrow we will have an interview that Bob uh, will be... Uh, taping with uh, Keith Gretzky later today from the Combine as uh, he gets set for the draft. You can text us 630-630. A lot of uh, texts coming in here. We'll get to some of those as we move along. Oilers now on the draft. I uh, mentioned texting your top three hopefuls for the Oilers at 10 realistic hopefuls that you think uh, the Oilers would potentially be able to get. It's 1229 in Edmonton. We have big Louis DeBras coming up after the 1230 news. But first, Eileen Bell will get us up to date.